Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon, tennis fans. Welcome to the Yellow Ball Network. This is your host, Coach Denise, exploring tennis blessings and its effects on life's journey. Tennis is a wonderful sport, which might be the vehicle that takes you through that journey. Each week, I will be talking with mentors who may provide that roadmap for your journey. These coaches have paved the pathway for many players and coaches. Most have authored books and papers on tennis and life, and they continue to give back today. Who are these? Excuse me. <clears throat> get some. Who are these mentors you might hear each week? Well, Thursday, the first Thursday of the month is normally Alan Fox. The second Thursday is Coach Chuck Reese. The third Thursday is Dr. John Murray. And on the fourth Thursday, it's usually either Linda LeClaire or Scott Williams. But Linda is at the PTR in uh, Hillenhead, and Scott Williams is at the Del Rey, and he's uh, hosting some of the players, so... Uh, those of you that really are tennis buffs, you know how it is when uh, that used to be the way uh, tennis was. We've hosted many people at our home, uh, play not just players, uh, coaches, and officials, and it's um, so it's part of what tennis uh, is about. It's a family affair. And so we're not going to have them today, but we're especially blessed to have Coach Ashley Hobson with us today. And Ashley is a gentleman that, uh, if you don't know, you really do know. He's uh, one of the true mentors. Uh, He's been involved uh, with tennis for uh, over 30 years. He's a Davis Cup uh, coach and captain. He now runs uh, the tennis program at the Inspirational Academy down in uh, Bradenton. And uh, he's been um, a real supporter of uh, high school tennis and the FACA. Uh, We've been blessed uh, to have him last year at the uh, USTA campus uh, as a, the main speaker for the Florida Athletic Coaches Association uh, uh, t- tennis set, uh, program. <clears throat> Excuse me, I've had a little problem with my throat recently, but excuse me. I won't be doing much of the talking today, so uh, we should get by this all right. Occasionally on that fifth Thursday or days like today when um, one of the uh, guest mentors can't make it, uh, you will probably hear some of the people like uh, past mentors like Ashley, who we've been blessed to have on the show a few times, uh, Shelton Cruz, the Florida um, the executive director of the Florida Athletic uh, Coaches Association. Uh, we've had uh, Jim Marks, the uh, Florida tennis founder and editor on in the past. Uh, coaches like, uh, college coaches like Bobby Palis and Tom Farham. We've had uh, the PTR and USPTA executive directors, Dan Santorum and John Emery on, uh, and uh, of course uh, we've had dozens. We've been blessed to have uh, dozens of other college coaches, USTA officials, and uh, industrial leaders uh, have been on the broadcast in the past, and we during the last three years, and uh, we look forward to having them on again in the future. Um, excuse me, and because I do believe. Dr. King's statement, our lives begin to end the day we become silent about things that matter. Time permitting each week, I will add my personal views on tennis and life. And naturally, you will hear my biased views that the tennis journey should be going through our high schools and colleges uh, for a long period of time. Uh, 
American uh, tennis uh, professionals were used the college uh, the colleges as a uh, training ground uh, for them. I, you've heard me and you've heard uh, uh, Coach Greasy talk uh, before about uh, uh, the, the reason American tennis, in our opinion, is not where it used to be is uh, one of the reasons is because high school tennis has become more recreational than uh, competitive, and um, I'm afraid that uh, looks like uh, college uh, tennis is um, becoming that way too. There's still some great programs out there, but uh, the emphasis uh, seems to uh, be on uh, things that are more in tune with uh, the recreation game than competition. I've said it often before, uh, competition is not a bad word. Uh, it's something that our high school players and our uh, college players are going to be doing it the rest of their life. Uh, I'm my own bias, I think that if we have more people playing sports, um, I don't think we'd have as many problems that we're facing today. But you'll hear my bias views uh, each week. And besides uh, our weekly conversations here, the Almighty will, and you will also be able to continue, continue reading my views in Florida Tennis Magazine. And as I have previously expressed, if you disagree, please email me at coachdenise.fhstca at att.net. That's coachdenise, D-A-N-I-S-E, period, F-H-S-T-C-A at att.net. Who knows? You may see your views in Florida Tennis Magazine, or you may hear them on our uh, Coach Denise Sharon Tennis Blessings broadcast. It would not be the first time. I do not take uh, calls uh, on the broadcast because I'm late getting into the 21st century and I do struggle with getting things done in a timely manner and computers. But uh, if I know it in advance, then I uh, would bring you on, and I've uh, done that before. I don't know why people wouldn't agree with me all the time, but um, people don't, and I understand that, and I do believe that we need to listen to each other and we need to appreciate each other. So I do, I will share your views too. I do think that uh, uh, I would like to thank J.P. Webber. He's the Yellow Ball CEO for hosting our network. And if you're not following We Coach Tennis on Facebook, you are missing out on some useful information, really. Uh, of course, the nice thing about Block Talk Radio is that if you're not listening uh, live, uh, you can listen at any time you want. I listen to uh, Coach uh, uh, Creasy's broadcast every week. Uh, I ne very seldom listen uh, to it live. I usually listen to it like 6.30 in the morning or after 10 o'clock at night because I'm running crazy, but uh, I make it a point to listen to it. And he wasn't on yesterday. He is on the road uh, with his uh, uh, team at Citadel, and uh, I'm sure he'll be on again uh, next week. I would also like to thank Wilson uh, Sports. Uh, Wilson Tennis has been uh, a main uh, supporter of high school tennis and especially uh, FHSTCA All-Star event, which hopefully will happen again this year. And um, I'd also like to say thank Team Connection. Uh, the reason our teams look so good is because uh, – they dressed them, and uh, while I'm at it, um, I think I'd like to also thank Flagler Insurance. I think if the All-Star Tournament comes back and uh, Wilson and Team Connection and Flagler were asked, I suspect that they would probably uh, be involved again. Uh, Flagler Insurance understands that our future leaders are now in high school today. So, 
Uh, I think our guest is on today. Uh, now I will uh, go to him, but first let me just remind you that uh, if you are uh, not uh, subscribing to Florida Tennis Magazine or someone has taken the last copy of the magazine from your pro shop, you can always find my articles and the last issue of Florida Tennis Magazine at www.fhstca.org. And you might also find uh, one of Jim Mart's uh, articles on the Florida Tennis Facebook page. As a matter of fact, uh, he, uh, his article is up now on the Miami uh, uh, Open, and uh, Jim Blake taking over there. And there's some great pictures of the new uh, – they'll be playing at uh, the Miami Dolphins uh, facility. So that ought to be interesting. Uh, I, I see that um, Ashley, you're there now? Ashley? Yes, sir. How are you today? Hey, how are you doing, John? I'm blessed, thank you. I'm blessed. I was just uh, telling uh, the audience uh, how blessed I am to have you on uh, as a mentor today. And uh, you've really been one of the people that have been a a major supporter there when you needed us, uh, when we needed you. Uh, you, you came to the uh, uh, USTA tennis campus and you uh, did a fantastic presentation for the high school tennis coaches uh, talking about mentor on the previous broadcast. It must have been over a year ago we talked about some of the problems. You came up with some uh, fantastic ideas and one of them was the mentoring and uh, you offered uh, your facilities for the summer camp for a high school coach. And uh, uh, after you did that, uh, we had a couple other uh, facilities did too. Uh, but uh, leaders like you are just important. And I want to thank you uh, so much uh, for uh being on the broadcast uh, and on short notice, uh, I told the uh, audience that uh, Coach Scott Williams is down in Delray uh, um, now, which is an important uh, tournament going on, and uh, he's hosting uh, some of the uh, players there, and, uh, and and that's what t- tennis is about. I think we're one big family. Uh, I've been blessed to be able to host uh, coaches and players and uh, and referees uh, at our home uh, when uh, we were uh, running the uh, tournaments in Vero Beach. So it's, uh, that's a good, one of the great things about tennis. It's a great thing about all sports, but I, my own bias, naturally, I think it's tennis we lead the way in it I'd like to talk to you today about the last 20% project I've been blessed to um, have Chuck Greasy um, uh, also at one of my workshops and uh, and you and I know a little bit about that but for those people that don't know you want would you please explain why that last 20% is so important. Thanks, John. Um, uh, thanks for having me on. Um, it's always great to chat with uh, tennis fanatics. So um, the tennis, uh, the last 20% project really started, um, there, there's two reasons for it. Uh, one, I felt that there are some, veteran coaches and and this is not speaking for myself this is speaking for really for for chuck and for chris and for pat um etchenbury that have you know vast amount of knowledge that needs to be tapped in a a lot more you know um Mm -hmm. and the the second idea was that i would like the um there's lots of educate tennis education i've been i've been to 
um, ITF conferences around the world, um, you know, the worldwide conference they've had since 1997 or 98, I think that's 20 years ago, down in Puerto Vallarta, Mexico. Um, so that was my first one 20 years ago now. And, uh, you know, I've just watched the information that's been presented. And while I think I've always come back with uh, some great amount of knowledge, I've always felt that there's just that subtle little bit of coaching at the top end for high performance players that, that, that is missed, you know? So that's where the high, uh, the, the last 20% project came about. And also Chuck uh, Creasy's, uh, you know, input on it was that Chuck felt that, uh, you know, it's the last 20% of any player, which makes the difference. And, um, you know, that's what we were trying to achieve with, with the Academy that I'm uh, currently running. And, um, you know, with players, it's it's getting that last twenty percent out of them. Yes, I I think that um, sometimes we get caught up. There is a difference uh, between a, a tennis pro and a coach, and I think when you're you're ready to go from the, that tennis pro aspect to be to becoming a coach. Uh, it's not just uh, technical uh, or tactical. Uh, really, uh, uh, in, incorporating the whole mental and emotional part of the game, uh, the planning that's needed, uh, uh, the uh, physical conditioning, and the proper way to uh, to do it. Uh, uh, the uh, dealing with uh, parenting, I, I hear. So many uh, coaches talk about their biggest problem uh, in uh, coaching, but uh, being a parent and you, you uh, being a parent and, and me being a great grandfather, I mean the most precious commodities we have is our kids, and they're just once you're ready, once you're into tennis. Uh, it's kind of like, well, I guess it's like most of other things in life. It's just the beginning. It's a continuing learning process, and you just uh, you can't uh, you, you can't really say I'm gonna, I'm really good at this portion of it without understanding the other. Am I off base, or am I? Uh, is this what we're thinking about? Yeah, no, I think you're 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 on point here, John. I I'm just uh, there's just a, the subtleties, you know, to take a play to the to the last, you know, um, little bit in their journey, and uh, you know, dealing with the parents. You said the mental emotional side. I mean, you know, there's mental toughness clinics and all of that, and uh, um, there even now there, you know, parents uh, have their own forums on the internet and that but i we just want to go from a point of you know of vast experience and just pass out what we felt has has worked you know it's not this is not theoretical it's not academic it's just what's worked over a long period of time and and worked very well i think with chuck and with pat etchenbury that you have kind of um maybe some of the people that are at the top of their fields you know Right, and I think that's important. I think too often, um, uh, and uh, you know, it's it's great to to be young again. And I wish I was uh, young, but uh, and I hope I'm just not bringing too much of a bias out. But I think we forget about what we're all leaning on top of somebody else's shoulders. And I think the thing that I really appreciate is when you can get, you know, you and uh, Chuck Reesey and Pat Atchebury uh, and Chris together to do a presentation. I, wow. I mean, who uh, who wouldn't want to be there? Uh, I think you have uh, the, uh, four. I saw in Florida Tennis Magazine, uh, I think you have four um, of these workshops planned, is that correct? Yeah, we have a couple planned in the U.S. and we have a couple planned in Asia right now. But um, we're going to San Diego April 28th 
and then we're planned to have some here May 19th, 20th in Bradenton, and then in August again in San Diego, and then again in November or during Eddie Her time, where we, we, uh, you know, a lot of coaches from around the world come in to have something in Bradenton again. So that's what we have domestically here. And we're looking to have some internationally. Um, we're looking especially in Asia where I used to coach. So, um, you know, we, and that's, again, it's just, it's, it's to be to, for, for high end coaches working for that last little bit to squeeze players and, and, and work out, you know, the, um, not so much as just the basic areas of, of coaching, or, you know, it's it's just trying to to get the fine tuning, and um, where whether it's mental, emotional, whether it's uh, planning for this get this scheduling, or whether it's the physical side where Pat has broken it down into um, you know whether a player is a baseline an aggressive baseline, a certain volley or, or court player. I mean, you're breaking down physical training down to the to the type of player you actually are training. So it's got so so in depth and so. Um, fine-tuned that's amazing yeah and it's so important i know one of the things that drive me crazy is when i and i'm i guess i'm a late learner my wife says i would be in school today if uh if i had my way i probably would be i i enjoy watching seminars and listening to them but I also go around in, uh, at different places. If I'm there, I'll watch the uh, training that goes on. And one of the things that drives me crazy is when I hear a tennis pro say, uh, well, let me show you the stroke that, uh, you know, I mastered. And if and I, I'm looking at – sometimes I'm looking at a player that uh, – the, 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 there's no similarities between the tennis pro and that player, and what makes us think because we're good at something, we can, you know, we we can force that on everybody. Uh, I think we forget that we're all human beings and we're all different. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, John. And another point being too is that. Um, you know, it, I, you, I hear coaches saying totally, um, you know, all the time where they say, okay, well, let's look at Djokovic's forehand or let's look at Nadal's forehand, look, look at Federer's forehand. And, you know, this player tries to learn that forehand or, or this forehand. But also, you know, it just depends on, on the age of the player. I mean, I'm not going to have a nine-year-old try to swing like Nadal is on his forehand, you know, so... Based on the age of the player, I mean, you've got to see the the progression of a player. So I'll be very conservative and classical in terms of the way I'll teach a young nine, ten year old how I'd work with a pro player, you know, on the forehand, say, or the backhand. So it's also not just you know player types; it's it's player, you know, this, their their stage of their development. You know, how how old are they? You know, where are they in the game? How long have they played for? And where do they? Um, where do you see their game developing into? You know, according to their physicality and according to their mental and emotional aptitude. So there's a lot of things to look at. You, a foreign is just not just a forehand. It's based on so many other parameters other than just you know, hey, Federer's got a good forehand. Let's copy that. Right, and I, I think that's so important that we forget sometimes that uh, there are some basic fundamentals we that you can't dismiss. I mean, the great John Absolutely. Wood, and I, I, I come from yep. a, a basketball background, so uh, uh, and I'm old enough uh, to remember when John Wood, and before he. Uh, had all those great UCLA teams that he was, in my opinion, still a great coach, but he wasn't known. And when he became famous, everything, well, you know, what have you changed? What have you changed? And he says, it's it's the basic fundamentals. Some things don't change. And uh, I think we're sometimes we're too ready to dismiss things that only people – uh, like you and Chuck and Pat uh, have had the experience of, of the years. Those those years uh, matter, uh, and I, you know, you know, 
I'm saying that. I don't mean for you guys to feel as old as I am. I don't, I don't want the people to think that. But, I mean, but it, it takes years to sit there and figure things out. And uh, and, it, and a lot of times it's figuring out that, uh, you know, the basics. How many times have I gone to uh, something and say, you know, I used to do that. Why in the world did I stop doing that? Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. It just takes time on the on the ground. Um, I was with a futures player in the, at the men's futures down in uh, uh, Palm Coast a few weeks ago, and uh, we were talking back and forth. And I, you know, I, I started to figure out. I said, you know, this might be my my, my 300th to 350th futures women's and men's futures match I've ever a tournament I've ever been to. Not a, not matches, just tournaments over the last 32 years. It's just you know. If you say it's ten a year, so that's three hundred tournaments. So it's just time spent watching and and learning, and um, you know we, we're just continually evolving. You know, also what you know the, the last twenty percent is that we talk about you know a player you know hitting a foreign in a certain way, possibly like a Nadal or a Federer, but you've also got to coach players based on their talent level. I mean, that's never been you know, never been an issue. You know, you you can't force a player to play a certain way when they they have certain, you know, physical and uh, maybe mental or emotional limitations. So you, you've got to take all of these things into account when, when you develop players. And uh, it's just those subtle things, really, which the last 20%, you know, is trying to pass up. But we, we're trying to pass over because there's a lot... Um, you know, I've done the certifications through the USTA High Performance Program and the USPTR when I used to work at Vandermeer about 25 years ago, and it's just, um, it's just not. This is just, it's not just the basics. It's a little bit of just intuitiveness and a little bit of, you know, science. Uh, you know, there's, there's that famous saying that uh, it's, uh, engineers built the Titanic, but Amateurs built the ark, you know. There's a little bit of science, and then there's a little bit of, um, you know, gut feel when you're developing a player. Yeah, it isn't uh, unless you're, you're sitting there and spending the years that you have and gone to the, many of those future tournaments that you have. Just things like the scheduling and, uh, you know, for those players and knowing who the player is. And, uh, I mean, I, to me, uh, I think that would probably be something that uh, I'll probably be down there in uh, May, but I'll, uh, you know, I really would be focused because it's always – that's something that, to me, is – a believer in prioritization training, but really, uh, how do you fit those things in? When does a player want to do something, and when do you think it's right or wrong? Uh, would you like to talk a little bit about that? About uh, prioritization, right? And schedule well, and scheduling. Yeah. And, you know and how you're going to yeah. schedule. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's really. Am I wrong? I think it's up to the individual. I don't think you can say that, you know, that I, I don't think I had, maybe I'm just not smart enough. Maybe you can, uh, but just put together and say, this is how you schedule matches. And that doesn't necessarily fit for everybody. No, absolutely not. It, you know, it depends where the player is and, you know, are they needing to, or, you know, ramp up for tournaments or they or they just come back from a tournament and where they need to be, where they are mentally and emotionally, you know. Do they need to win a lot and get some confidence? Do they need to learn to play under pressure and play players maybe that are not as good as them? I mean, I hear players, uh, a coach came to me a few years ago and said to me, well, you know, if my player comes to your academy, they're going to be the best player, so then they're always going to have to play down. I was like, well, they're going to be playing players that are wanting to beat them day in, day out. So they're going to learn how to play under tremendous pressure every single day. Now, do do they need to play up? Yeah, they need to play up, but they also need to play down to feel the pressure of players coming up, you know, and, and chasing them. That's way harder than playing, you know, when when you're reaching to play somebody, you know, over and above you. So there's there's all these little subtleties and you know that you've got to do with the scheduling. Um, 
you know, I think uh, I always try and double schedule. So I'll say, you know, okay, this is, and I, I like to do, um, uh, uh, basically, uh, you know, go around the clock and start. You know, with twelve o'clock would be January, one o'clock would be um, February, March, April, May. So you go around the clock and then just you no know, mark off. Okay, um, so we're in February right now, going into March. In March, you're playing these tournaments. You know, two or three tournaments, and uh, but then double schedule. Okay, so if you're playing well or things are going well, we'll play these tournaments. If not, things are going not so well, we'll play these tournaments. So. Double schedule and uh, then see how it's how things are panning out with the player, and then also focus on you know what what the confidence level and and the uh, the player's um, um, mental state is. I think uh, you, I just see recently Kanye Shikori, you know, coming back from injuries, playing a couple of challenges and getting his confidence back. And you, we saw this done oh, years ago. Remember when Agassi came back after that wrist injury? So it's just playing the right schedule and not being afraid to play down a little bit and uh, get your confidence and find your, find your game again and then start to rebuild. So it's, it's a fine line. Um, and also, you know, playing tournaments where you, where, where you, um, you're, you're the dominant favorite and you're supposed to win. So you learn how to play under that pressure. Um, it's, it's extremely, extremely important rather than just playing up. I have a little girl right now who's about um, three, 80 in the world and I'm I'm telling her that she's just you know she's going to sit here and she's going to play the level four and five ITFs for maybe a six months maybe to a year and just be able to win at this level and uh, then we'd move her up to grade ones and grand slams and I, I, I see her there in two years but I think that she needs to sit and get confidence and absolutely love to dominate in the the arena she's at right now before she moves up so it's 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 a it's a fine line and it's a fun puzzle to figure out and trying to to work out. Yeah, it's just human nature, I guess, that people want to get ahead, but we forget that there's really no shortcuts in life, uh, and uh, yeah, and most of us uh, need a team behind us. I, I know. I was so impressed uh, being down at the Inspiration Academy and watching uh, watching you work with uh, the kids is one thing, but even when you sit there watching them work uh, and encouraging each other and sitting there to do those work habits that they have, that doesn't come by accident. I mean, uh, people that ran, we, we all have eagles, and I tried to do the best I could when I was uh, blessed to be working with some uh, players. But until you're into a group like that, I mean, I have to admit that I uh, I, I think I knew what, what I was doing fairly well. But how do you get that whole group to sit there and buy into what you're doing. Uh, are people going to learn that when they go to uh, one of your two-day workshops? Yeah, I mean, that would definitely be a part of, you know, uh, the idea of establishing a culture. So I think uh, definitely got to get the, you know, group culture. And, and exactly that will depend on, you know, whoever's leading the program and who, how, what they, what they, you know, what their philosophy is and how they see the program evolving. But, um, definitely, uh, something to talk about because, you know, we can all do much better as a group than as an individual. And I think when you have a whole group working well together, the, you know, the individuals thrive so much more. So I think, uh, creating that group atmosphere is, is, is really important. And, uh, you know, yeah, we will definitely talk about it. it it's not going to be, you know, a cut and dried presentation and, you know, you come and then you listen and then you leave. It will be very intuitive and there will be a lot more questions and answers than just, you know, rote learning and passing a test. Well, I think that's so important. I, 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 think, uh, I think back of when the John Denny School of Tennis, and which uh, was really uh, my son. I always told people I was the other John Denise, but 
often he'd say to me, you know, Dad, if you weren't so stuck in your ways, you could have so many more people uh, in there. But, you know, those groups were going. But I was a believer of separating people to their cap not just their tennis capabilities, but uh, it, it's, it's like almost you don't want somebody to get sick if somebody catches the flu, everybody else catches the flu. If you have somebody in your group that really isn't buying into what you're doing and uh, they think they're better than that group, but maybe I just, uh, my background coming from uh, basketball and being such a team sport, you know, I just didn't want them. And uh, and my son, naturally, he would sit there and, you know, you have to look at the dollar sign because you have to, this is what you're doing for a living. But he'd say, you know, if you, we we could have even more people if you weren't uh, pushing in a certain way, uh, and that's a challenge I think for young coaches. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure it is, John. Uh, just, uh, I, I, you know, number one, I'm going to say, you know, just for tennis, if you, if you, uh, obviously, you, we all want to feed our families, but. Um, if you want to, if you want to chase money, then I I, I don't know why you, you would get into tennis. Um, so we need to make our, you know, our principles and our philosophies, you know, right. So I mean that's not a not a goal at all. So I think you know that comes down to the crux of the matter. I mean, decide what do you what do you want out of life, and then go after it. And I think if your idea is to develop people or or really, you know, become a, a great coach. Um, money should be, you know, on, on the last. I, I, I hear coaches always talk to me about money. I'm like, well, why didn't you get? A, why did you get into coaching if if that's so important to you? Become a stockbroker up in New York or something. So, I just, um, you know, that that's my first, you know, answer to that question. The, the second would be, um, you know, there's always that fine line you've got to tra- tread. But I mean, you just got to. I, I just believe you've got to you've got to focus on the on the quality quality all the time and uh and that means the quality of of, of the group um first and then you know as, of the players as a um as an individual but if you're running academy I think the group comes first you know yeah no question I agree with that. and I think your yeah. your yeah. responsibility is to that whole group and it's important for you to know the group and to be able to uh put people the right people into that group because otherwise I think you're uh, uh I know for years when running the high school uh, program uh, as you know, you can start practice in Florida in January. Well, in September, the first Wednesday, everybody knew in September and October and November was player-player coaching meeting. And uh, and I expected both of them to be there. And if they weren't, you know, we would, they had to know what who I was. I wanted to know who they were. Uh, I'm not smart enough in three months that you have them during the high school season that you can uh, sit there and get to know them all and love them and sit there and and train them. Uh, So I would let them know this is the process we're going to go through. And if you don't think you can fit into that, it doesn't make you a lesser person. It means, you know, there's somebody else, but this is what we're going to do during the tennis season. And sometimes I think we're afraid to uh, put expectations on uh, kids and parents. And I think when you do that, somebody suggested to me, well, why don't all the high schools do that? Well, all high schools can't do it. This is John Denise, and John Denise has to be John Denise and do what he believes in. If, If that doesn't fit your personality and that's not who you are, you shouldn't try to do what I'm doing. You should you should get to know yourself and do what's best for you and the kids that you're t- teaching. Absolutely, absolutely. I, no, I, I can't agree more. I mean, you you can't be everything to to everybody. You know, you've, you've got to have your strengths and weaknesses, and then and then we'll work it from there. You know, there's a lot of discussion, as you know, about the scoring system and 
uh, <laughs> it's saying it's all over and the USTA and, and ITF, I mean, it's college and everything, but it still isn't settled. And if, if do you look at that at all when you're scheduling or, or no, you're just going to not worry about it? Um, and, you know, unfortunately, we don't have enough, you know, say in that. I mean, I, you know, I don't know if you know the ITF juniors from now on, they're playing the lead cord rule. So when the ball hits the lead cord, it's it's like in men's college tennis. So you have to play the lead cord. So it's another um, very, I don't I don't think it's a good rule change and they're under trial, but you, you're making the game of tennis a game of luck, you know, so. It's really concerning, but um, unfortunately, you know, we just we just we're just playing to get better all the time. Um, I think the UTR is a fantastic concept, and I think it's going to thrive and do much much better. And I think you know the rankings will really go away a lot and become much more UTR based. And I think it's a good thing that people need to just focus on you know getting better themselves because. You know, I think uh, it, it relieves some of the stress in the players too. You know, and uh, I think it uh, makes it uh, the, the playing field a lot more um, even for players because uh, you know you can you're just not chasing points anymore. Well, it's good points. Yeah. Good points. Ashley, yeah. why don't you spend the next couple of minutes telling us, telling the people how to uh, sign up for the program, and not just that. And you're you're uh, sometimes uh, too shy about what you do and uh, at Inspiration Academy. Why don't you talk about both things for three or four minutes about the uh, last twenty percent project? Uh, those workshops and about uh, the Inspiration Academy and what you're doing there. Um, thanks, John. Um, yeah, we, well, we're having these workshops in Bradenton in uh, May 19th, 20th, and also then again in November 17th, 18th. Uh, Two-day workshops, um, and uh, we will be uh, we'll have. Uh, Coach Creasy and uh, Pat as the main speakers there. And um, we'll be presenting over those two days. It'll be, you know, on court and off court. And it's it's just going to be very much, uh, you know, it's not going to be by rote. As we, we haven't got a, a system which we're going to give you. We're going to put you on a court with a player and actually say, okay, well, you know, how do you make this player faster? And how do you make this player get faster? What strength exercises do they need to get faster? And, and all the movements on the court. I mean, very, very on-court specific. And then, okay, so they need to get quad strength. So then we'll do the movement on the court, and then we'll do the 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 safe the specific um, weight training exercise which they need. Um, then we'll speak to in, to them about, you know, maybe the mental emotional side, which be well, which would be um, inside, and then. Uh, we would uh, move out in the court. So it's very much going to be on the court and, and in the classroom, but it's, it's not going to be just an academic exercise. It's going to be how to get the player to the next level, ways you can squeeze them to get there, and ways to understand that, uh, you know, we talked about the scoring system as well and what, what's important about um, match flow and momentum, um, which, you know, we just don't think, I don't see any actual you know, teaching organization, which are teaching these things. We, we talk about this, you know, the stats, um, which uh, Craig O'Shaughnessy is working a lot on, but just uh, he, he gives us the stats. Now we're talking about, okay, how we train to, to follow through with these stats, you know? So what training are we doing? What are we doing to, to, to maximize our practice? Um, the other stuff is, um, you know, we're going to talk about, character and how it counts in terms of, you know, driving behavior um, at inspiration. You know, that's our key thing is that we believe, you know, that it's, it's, it's the character and behavior that drive performance. And uh, whereas we look at performance, we try and get the player to perform here, but forget about the character. So we're really going to talk about um, winning from the inside out. 
and uh, which I think is, you know, it's the it's the crux of all behavior and all uh, and all competence. You know, is your is your character and how important it is. And you know, we see in the world today. I mean, this even this very sad uh, shooting down in Florida. I mean. No, we look. We 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 need. We were. We're not doing our kids a favor, any favors, with not teaching them to, you know, how to act with, um, you know, any kind of discipline and respect, authority, and and how you know really work. What 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 hard work really is. I think we we we're um, being way too politically correct, and we're not telling players, you know, what standards are, and we really believe. And hold you to those standards. So it's um, it's going to be fun. Um, really looking forward to starting these out. Uh, I think they will give uh, coaches um, information which isn't really out there. Um, it's it's not going to teach you forwards and backhands, but it's going to make you um, much better for getting the most out of your players. Uh, we we're just trying to touch on those aspects which are not really um uh, are covered um as a as a whole at one place at one time i think there's some coaches who are doing little parts of it but we're just trying to put it together calling the last 20 percent, which is basically the, the mental emotional and the physical side of tennis um the other thing that inspiration are um exciting thing what we're trying to do is for the summer we're trying to um what what I'm what I've been looking at is I'm looking at a lot of good college men's and women's players have nowhere to go. They want to play good tennis but they can't get into the men's and women's futures because there's sixty four draws and you have, you know, thousands and thousands of college players playing and you have a couple of ITAs sprinkled through the summer which are being very watered down. Um um, the ITA college circuit, um, which is, is not well attended by top college players at all. So what we're trying to do this summer, we're trying to put together a, a training regimen at Inspiration Academy in Brainston, Florida, and then also at the same time offer them money tournaments on the weekends around Florida. So we would have players come in, train Monday through Thursday, then Friday go and play and compete. Um, we've put together a huge schedule all the way from June 10th all the way through to August 20th and um, really excited and uh, I'm going to send you this information pretty soon it's, we can call the Inspiration College Summer Circuit and you would train um, Monday through uh, Monday through Thursday and then maybe a little bit on Friday and then travel um, right now we have tournaments every weekend from June 9th through August 19th. So um, I'm just looking at the schedule here. It's We have uh, Plantation, Aventura, Plantation in Bradenton, some in Miami, Car- Carl Springs, and then a couple more in um, UTRs in, uh, in, 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 at Inspiration in Bradenton. So we're trying to... Um, put together a, a circuit for players who, who are good college players, maybe would like to look at playing pro, can't get into the men's futures. I mean, there's very sparse men's futures in, uh, in, in, in the country over the summer. I mean, it's 64 draws and, you know, you have basically hundreds of good college players looking for a place to play. So that's what we're looking at for the summer. Um, we're trying to get to a good college player who wants to play better tennis wants the place to train and then also compete and, and maybe make some money on the side with the, uh, with the money tournaments. So. Um, I think that's fantastic. I mean, I think we have to, uh, uh, my old bias and I say it almost weekly, uh, you know, college used to be the training ground for the, uh, U.S. Uh, players. And that was American tennis. They came out of our colleges and uh, I, I just think we have to get back to that. So you have to sit there and uh, get me that schedule as soon as you can, Ashley, because I will talk about that uh, weekly 
uh, it, I, it's just so important. I, God, I thank you again yeah. for being uh, such a leader. Yeah, I, I think the college, uh, the college, good college players are left out over the summers, and they they just don't have enough exposure and places to train. So, but we think we have a niche here, and uh, we're going to try and uh, go after it, and um, you know, make these college players who. Um, who you know want to play better tennis and possibly want to play pro tennis, and give them a give them a chance, you know. So, and we've got apartments right on campus where we're gonna uh, give a you know I think it's five hundred dollars a month if you want to share with three or four other college players. So we we're keeping it just at a low minimum cost. My goal is just offer you know college players a chance, and then also. It's it's good for us in terms of uh, we've got uh, a lot of competitions in the area and it'll just make our competition much better. So from a, a junior academy part, um, all our top juniors will have even better competition with the college players coming in. So we're um, I'm pretty excited about it. I think there's a niche that hasn't been filled and I think we can fill it. Well, I, if anybody can, you can, Ashley. I thank you so much. Uh, uh, that's that's just fantastic. I will, my own preference, I will just say to you coaches listening, and I know uh, uh, I, I had a conversation uh, this week with somebody in Ireland and talked about coming over. I think this is we need to get American tennis going together. We need to get coaching and serious about bringing these uh, players to the next level. I think you really have to consider, uh, you know, the last 20% uh, project. When uh, it, when you think about, uh, I mean, for two days to be able to work with Ashley, I mean, develop the national championship, juniors, Grand Slam winners, pro players, and uh, pro title winners, uh, national coach for Davis Cup captain, better cup uh, captain, Asian uh, Games coach, 30 years of coaching in 60 countries. And if that's not good enough, you have Chuck Lisi. Four National Coach of the Year awards, five ten Coach Grand Slam champions, six authored books published, um, players nine players that's been uh, he's coached in Grand Slam finals, eleven uh, top one hundred players in ATP and WTA tours, thirty six years of uh, collegiate coaching, uh, the most win of any uh, ACC coach. Uh, Pat Etcheberry, uh, yeah, he's trained over 5,000 juniors, uh, 200 ATP WTA professionals, 110 master champions, uh, 100 Grand Slam champions, 15 Olympic medalists, uh, 12 number one ranked players, all that in two days. These are the people that you're there. I have to admit, I don't know uh, Chris Empty. Uh, but he's partnered with Pat Atchebury. He currently uh, is a strength and conditioning coach for the WTA, ATP, college, and ITF players. Uh, I'm sure he's uh, he looks uh, awful young. Uh, I'm sure he's going to be as outstanding as these gentlemen. But you just you don't get this type of. of you know, exposure to these type of people. And uh, quite frankly, uh, I think you ought to uh, contact them. Uh, Ashley didn't say it. Uh, I think he needs a good marketing man for him. He doesn't promote what he does enough. But uh, if you're interested in that program, you can call 610-207-1408. That's 610-207-1408. 1408, or you can go to info at com and get that information. Uh, I can tell you that uh, I've been blessed to uh, be at the Inspiration Academy, and uh, uh, those of you that get a chance to, um, to go there, I mean, it's just, uh, there's just a feeling about it. It's uh, uh, I have my, uh, my own bias, naturally, but uh, 
be able to get the Christian mentorship, uh, you know, through learning, I think is so important. Uh, when you walk through there and you meet these people, I don't know if they're all going to be great tennis players or baseball players, but I bet you that most of them are going to be outstanding citizens. You could just feel that when you when you spend a couple of days at Inspiration Academy. My wife, uh, Bobby, and I, when uh, we came back, and we were driving back, and she said, did you ever feel so great about a place in your life? And uh, and she's right. Uh, it's just... Uh, it's, it's just a rewarding experience. Ashley, I thank you for uh, being on. Uh, thank you, Scott Jim. Williams will be joining us. Uh, uh, well, Linda Leclerc should be the next one four weeks from now. Uh, but uh, I thank you for uh, coming on. Uh, those of you that... Uh, I usually give you my perspective the last 10 minutes, but I think this was too important to do. Uh, we only have a couple minutes left. I will say, uh, and I've said it before, uh, naturally I come from a, a basketball and tennis, so my bias is there. But all sports, I think it's time that we sit there, if there's going to be a salvation for our kids, I really think that sports can lead the way, and shame on us if we do it. Uh, I think that uh, kids are going to give you what you expect from them, and if you don't expect much from them, uh, then I don't think you're going to get much. But if you if you sit there and encourage them and love them, but also – Demand from them. Demand that they sit there and try to be the best that they can. Encourage them as much as you can. But you have to get to know them to do these things. And yet, and in order to do that, if you really care for them, there is no shortcuts in life. And we're doing these kids a disservice. Uh, I think we all have a responsibility um to sit there to look out for these kids. Uh, I, I have a bias coming from a law enforcement background, but I don't think that guns is the problem in this country. I think that the problem is these in the country is we have video games that we just, uh, you know, the kids look at it and uh, an arm is cut off and they come back with a robotic arm. A person is killed and they come back and kill other people. Uh, we've got to do a better job of that. And we have to be responsible uh, for the kids. And we have to be responsible, I think, as educators to sit there and teach them the subject matter and not sit in teach them how to pass tests. The passing test is not the important thing. Teach them the subject matter. Uh, sometimes I think our organizations uh, get caught up. Uh, I know our own FHSAA, um, I, I ran an after-school tennis and the Constitution program. My wife reminds me I couldn't afford a divorce, and I did that at the middle schools and high schools. And then I'm told that I can't do that because the middle school that we're in might be people uh, can go to either school and I could be recruiting. You know, I think we're so caught up in these rules, and now we're talking about making more rules. We've had 10 rules that we have a hard time following. We don't need another 1,000 rules. Uh, what we need to is to practice uh, you know, who we are. I, I remember being told of a teacher walking by in the classroom and said, you've got to close your briefcase. I said, why? Uh, you've got a Bible in there. Well, I'm teaching how our forefathers decided to form the Constitution. You know, I also have Socrates in there. I have Aristotle in there. I have Cicero in there. I'm not smart enough to teach them that this is what our forefathers were looked at, but instead... We're trying to take shortcuts. There is no shortcuts. Well, it's probably a good thing I didn't have the full 10 minutes. But uh, thank you, Ashley. Uh, I, I sincerely Thanks appreciate lot, all you've done. 
No, thanks for having me, John. I totally uh, appreciate you having me and uh, having us on. And um, and uh, um, we look forward to giving you this college summer circuit information so uh, you can uh, pass it on to coaches who have uh, college people who are interested. Thanks very much. Okay, I will definitely do that because you know I'm a believer in that. Thank you again. Please tell your friends next Thursday we have Alan Fox on. And uh, remember the great thing about Blog Talk Radio, you can listen at any time you want. Have a blessed week, and I look forward to talking with you again next week. Bye now.